You're listening to It Came From Gen X. Hey, welcome everybody. You're listening to It Came From Gen X again here on WMBU.org and other places that Fisher will tell you about in a minute. But listen, it is party time once again here with the Gen X crew celebrating one year. Come on, guys. Let's give it up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm Keith Porter, and you hear the claps. Yes, you're getting the claps from Skinner <laughs> and, just, and, and Fisher once again. Just like happy, the 90s. Yeah, happy anniversary, fellas. Just like the 90s, Fish. <laughs> <laughs> happy anniversary, guys. You know what this tells me? You guys need to get a life. It's been a whole year you've been doing this. <laughs> a year? Hell, oh, it's my been. God. Can you believe that, Fish? Been more than one year when you count the football show. But yeah, one year. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, our first episode published one year. We're shooting this on uh, February 28th, 2022. One year ago tonight, we published the first episode. And here we are, still doing this. And it's so funny because I was going to tell you guys, you know what I did the other night? I sat and watched the very first episode. Ah. And it was really interesting. God, we didn't know what we were doing. I bet and some it was. of the episodes, I was on my bed with a laptop. <laughs> Come a long yeah, way, Keith, baby. Was doing your shirt Detroit on or off? Lean. I can't remember, Keith. Yeah, I was doing the Detroit League skitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy shirt anniversary, off or on. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Hey, how you guys doing? I want to do a shout out to my sister, Teresa. Today is actually birthday. her birthday. Yeah. Yes, oh, I yeah. One Happy earlier birthday. today. How yeah, old is no, the I, whippersnapper? Good for her. She's celebrating it down in Florida in warm weather, so I was glad nice. she was able to get away. She comes back tomorrow. A lot tomorrow. smarter than us. But happy birthday, <laughs> Teresa. Uh, we yes, happy weekend. birthday, little sis. Happy we, birthday. Uh, spent some time with mom doing some shopping this weekend, trying to get away from the house a little bit. We've been nonstop for <clears> a couple <throat> weeks trying to get that house ready to be sold, so it was a nice uh, nice getaway from that. How do you guys Good. I'm glad you, you guys needed that. You've been working hard at it. Getting closer? Yeah, we are. We're very close. All right, cool. Fish, what's up, brother? How was your weekend? It was uh, pretty good. So I, you guys know I got a new vehicle. Uh, yes, congratulations, my man. Yeah, congrats, Thank you. Man. Thank you. I had a 2008 Mazda 3 with 230,000 miles on it. That damn car. I tell you wow. what, it started right up every single day. That says a lot. Every day I had it. Absolutely. So... It just the body was starting to go a little bit, and it was going to have to do, you know, get shocks and different things like that. Plus, some kid had collided in, in my in my uh, uh, you know, back at some a couple years ago, whatever it was. But uh, it was just time. So I got I, I will give a shout out to the Brunswick. Mazda. I heard some guy rear-ended you. I, I was told yeah, that. that's it was yeah that was the car this time. But uh, yeah. But anyway, so I'll give a shout out to Brunswick uh, Mazda locally in Northeast Ohio. So uh, very helpful. Got me into a new vehicle. I got a 2022 CX30. Oh, man. Like their, for you. Yeah, it's like their mini SUV hatchback. I tell you what, drive is it's such a weird experience. Driving in a 2008 vehicle up to the dealership and driving away in a 2022. The technology and the That's safety features mm-hmm. and just the whole experience, it was it's still pretty mind boggling. I haven't got That's my head around go, it just yet. Well, yeah. Good for so you, man. You, I'm, I'm in the market myself. I'm looking for SUV, but yeah. It's it's been tough sledding. The, the newer ones, they make them all freaking so small. These new explorers. I don't know what this crap mm-hmm. is, but I need something to carry my drums and stuff in, so I might have to get something yeah. a little older. You know, we'll Keith. See. Fish talks about being rear-ended. Some I get visions of colonic in my head for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Just couldn't let it go, could you? Couldn't let it go, could you? <laughs> Anniversary <laughs> show, but no. Okay. All right. You know, Skinner, I, I you see know where I we are. Brother. At least you're setting the table for the show. I know where we're going to be heading. That, so let's get this thing cracking because we're going to let uh, Fish... In honor of his new car, take the brunt of the show, so we don't want to waste any more time. Want to say happy anniversary to you guys. We've got to say happy anniversary to Junior, who's been yeah. here uh, doing the show. Man, we love you. Uh, I don't know where this show would be without you. 
Happy anniversary to our boy, Christophus Dominic at WMBU. You are so much a part of this. And everybody at WMBU.org that hasn't told him, get rid of those bums. So we want to say thank you. Hello to all of our guests, our guests overseas, our, for our listeners, you know. And uh, Fish, tell them where they can find the show. Absolutely. Before I do that, I want to say cheers to you, brothers. Okay. So... The fact that we've been doing this between now two different shows, again, we said it on prior episodes, but this man, Keith, was uh, he's the uh, culprit here in this whole thing. So he started with an idea. He wanted to do a football show with the Coop, brought Skinner and I on, and now we're into this now. Three years we've been doing podcasting together, and it's yeah, we continue to have fun with it. We continue to try to do better with it, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day... You know, as we all agree, it's, it's it's been a terrific way for the for all of us to remain connected. It's been and awesome. actually come even closer together, quite frankly, mm-hmm. to where we're we're kind of you know, which a lot of people should do, honestly, is yeah. just setting time aside every week to connect with your good friends that you consider brothers and sisters or whatever you have out there. Just take a few minutes. It really, really goes a long way. You don't even think about it, but uh, so. Thanks, guys, for continuing to do this as well and uh, the dedication to this. And I continue to enjoy it with you. So we'll see what happens over the next year. So That's right. Fish, you made an excellent point. I I never thought I would learn so much about you guys from during this show. Yeah. I mean, I think of all the things I've just learned about you guys, you know, just from the stories you've done and what you've revealed of yourself. And I think that's been the, the best part about it all. So yeah. you're, you're, it's not, you're not just blowing smoke. We has connected us so much closer. We know each other better. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the next year. Couldn't say Absolutely. it any better. Very good. All right. Well, you might be listening to us on WMVU.org, Global Internet Radio, Mondays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. Just pull up their site, click listen now, and uh, you can check us out live there. Uh, was well, a recording of an episode, but it is live on their broadcast. And check out their other fine content as well, other shows and music. You can listen to us whenever you want to on demand on your favorite podcast platforms. It can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Verbal, and more. You can also subscribe to our show right on our Facebook page now at It Came From Gen X, all one word. Pull up our Facebook page, give us a like, and you can check us out as we publish new episodes right through our Facebook page. And you can subscribe right through the page as well, free of charge. Links to all of our social media, YouTube channel, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all that good stuff can be found in two main places our link tree account is Google link tree. It came from Gen X. It'll pull up our page. Nothing to log into. It's simply a platform to uh, link to our social media and our website. You go one place, go to our website. It came from Gen X All show information is there. Links to our episodes via Spotify are there. Videos, promos, bios, whatever you want. It's all there. And if you choose to support the show, you can click to our Patreon account right through our website. If you wish to give us a couple of bucks, uh, feel free to do that as well. If you would like, if not, you don't have to. We appreciate your support for listening. If you like our stuff, like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, uh, rate us out there on podcast platforms. If you're able to do that, it means more than you know. And thank you for your support out there. And you know, globally, thank you. We're growing a little bit out there across other countries. Germany, we continue to see some listens out there. So we thank you for your support there too. So on to the next year. And let's, like I said, let's, let's see what happens and onward and upward, uh, brothers. Here we go, guys. Let's plunge into the next year. Starting off with my man, Skinner. What you got for us, baby? World news. Uh, we're going to do some world news here. Uh, going to talk a little bit. First of all, on behalf of the show, our prayers go out to the folks in the Ukraine, all those in Russia protesting their leader and his mm. dastardly deed that he's done uh, to our troops. Um, well, I'm proudly wearing my United States veteran hat today in honor of our troops that have mm-hmm. to be uprooted from their families to go over to the area. It's just a heartbreaking dastardly incredible thing that's going on over there 
and uh, I can't say enough of you know how proud I am of the, all the men and women in uniform. Um, I posted something on Facebook today that uh, a meme talking about that somebody was considered a hero because they decided they didn't want to be a woman anymore and changing over to a man. <laughs> but you have a picture of the mayor of Kiev sitting behind a 57 caliber gun protecting his city. That's a hero. That mayor powerful, protecting his people, protecting his city. He's got, you know, if you haven't seen it, check out my Facebook page. It's very powerful, truthfully. Um, but uh, now the story I have real quick is the Google has had to disable their live traffic cams throughout the world in Ukraine to protect those people in the Ukraine in the in the state or the uh, country of Ukraine, all the major cities, because um, hmm. the Russian army was using Google to try to track down key areas that they were going to invade. Hmm. So. From what I'm reading, they still have it uploaded in Ukraine, but everywhere else in the or outside of that country or outside the main cities, they've disabled all the cameras for the safety of the Ukrainian people. To me, it's incredible that even just as early as the Afghanistan war, they didn't have this technology. Here we are today talking about having to have a company that's in the social media, that's in the internet world, have to disable something in order to protect a, a country being, you know, being bombarded by another another uh, force. You guys have any anything to say about that? It's just incredible to me. Well, before I I comment on that, I just want to say your preamble uh, that you started with uh, was well said. I couldn't say it any better. And uh, to that mayor, <laughs> I mean. You ain't you ain't going to see our mayor doing that. I mean, that's just a powerful, powerful picture. Uh, one of the, probably one of the most powerful we'll see in history, uh, like Tiananmen Square or or, or or the fall of Saigon. It's going to go down in history as one of those those great uh, photos. So, yeah, it really will. You're right about that. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, you made a comment. I don't think you were on the air when you said it. You said uh, it's just amazing how the world has changed. And you're absolutely right. That just that statement alone um, shows you where we are now. I don't know what this did to Google, financially speaking, but certainly it was in their personal interest um, to not shut down and for them to do that for the safety of others. I think it's a heck of a heck of a gesture and 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 very powerful. And it just lets you know how hard it is to hide, to escape, to whatever in this world that we're living in because of technology. You know, it's one of the reasons why people were are not buying the whole couldn't find Bin Laden thing. I'm like, dude, we got satellites that can track you in your freaking basement playing bridge with your Aunt Lucy, you know, if they wanted to. So, I mean, it's just utterly amazing, the combination of technology, um, private interest and especially government interest um how they can combine uh to make the world a much smaller place but i really applaud google for that's a stance they took they took a stance you know google is not an american thing it's a worldwide thing right so mm -hmm. they they took a stance so good for them yeah i i can't say much more than that really just it like but you're right the technology just the technology advancements in itself is just i mean you think about De desert storm was it feels like it was you know, five years ago at times, you know, and, and back to, back then we barely had cell phones that were, we, as a matter of fact, no cell phones at the time, right? So just to go from that to, to this is pretty big. But I, 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 your sentiments make a lot of sense. It's just for Google to uh, uh, take that stance to protect others is, that's exactly what we need. So it's good to see that they did that stuff. So, yeah, just... All, wow. Modern warfare, it's just modern amazing. Warfare, just, it's just going to continue... Continue, you know, just continue to evolve in that respect, I think. So amazing. Yeah. And, yep. and even Desert Storm Fish, we had the smart bombs that were. <laughs> that's right. Laser guided, went, yeah. Knocked on yeah. Gaddafi's doors. Like, hello. That's right. <laughs> you know, that's right. So, amazing. Uh, uh, what was the comedian who died? Uh, Saget? The heavy metal comedian. Uh, oh, Sam Kennison? Sam, Sam Kennison. Yeah. Well, what did he say to Smart Bomb? 
hello where's the children's room you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know even then we had some great technology so now just imagine man it's just crazy yeah. so um I got to tell you guys something. I, w I wish I had it with me right now. It's over there, so I don't want to get up and get it. But just to let you know where technology is, I ordered this amazing wallet. I had an RFID wallet. I don't know if you've seen those. It was a little small black case, just enough for your cards to fit in. And it had a clip on the outside for your cash. And it had the special material so people couldn't read the chip on your credit cards. Hmm. Well, I had it for a few months. Then I saw the upgrade, which is amazing. I I'll bring it on the next show. And basically, it has it has uh, it's a leather material, but it has the same RFID protective material. It opens up; it's magnetic. There's room for some cash, maybe a few extra cards. You close it up. Your credit cards go in the top. There's a button on the side that you press, and they come up. Hmm. But on the front of it was this circle, this silver like silver disc with the Apple logo on it, which I thought was awesome design. So I ordered the wallet, and when I got it, I opened it up, and in that little circle was a piece of black phone. I was like, wait a minute, where's my cool, you know, Apple logo? Well, I had to do more research and found out that wasn't just a logo or design. You had to order it separately. It's something called AirTags. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. It's brand new technology, and it's spreading like wildfire. So I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay, so let me order this AirTag. Cost about $30. I got the AirTag a few days later. Didn't know how it worked, but it had a plastic tag inserted in it. As soon as I pulled that tag out, that tag immediately registered with my iPhone. Hmm. And a map came up, and the map had my address and said, your wallet. Oh, okay. And it, fits, it fits down in that little spot, so you can mm -hmm. track your wallet anywhere on Google Maps. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Wow. So after I got done being depressed, the first thing came to my mind, I think I was talking to my son. He's like, somebody's going to pervert this. I was like, you're not kidding. And sure enough, it wasn't a few days later, I read how some guy stuck an air tag, hit it in some woman's car, oh, and oh, tracked Jesus. her and assaulted her. Mm. So, oh, and then the next thought came to me was like, okay, I can track my wallet. And they make them for keychains. They make them for your luggage. And I was like, well, if I, if I can do that, who can track me? Sure. Just a thought. But anyway, I hear now they got technology on your phone where you can turn it on to see if there's an air tag on your car or something. But that's where we are. So anyway, thanks a wow. lot, uh, Skinner. Great, great uh, opening story. And uh, we'll get on to some quick uh, sports and music. Skinner, by the way, we, we had an air tag on Keith for a while, but it was just pretty much bedroom, bathroom. <laughs> you don't want to do that? Yeah, we knew kitchen. Where, the, where he was at. Yeah, yeah so that, that was it. You don't want to do that, fish. That is looking for a doctor. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> He's been in the bathroom for several hours oh, today, gosh. Skinner. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. What a story that'll tell. <laughs> That's a whole show right there, guys. <laughs> Please don't do that. <sighs> Talk about yep. Lucy. You got some explaining to do. <laughs> I'll never hear the end of it from Marcy. <laughs> <laughs> oh god okay every week the pie, the pie charts a little bit just a little bit more in the kitchen a <laughs> little more in the bathroom this week a little more in the bedroom this week and the other other is like the this a teeny slip other it's the other that you gotta worry about <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the stories you come up with yes we do <laughs> that little slither of other that's the most dangerous part, man. Yep, that's right. Yeah, I believe okay. it. All right, guys. Sports. Uh, one story that caught my eye in sports. Um, it, it happened uh, a little bit ago, but it's picking up a little steam. It kind of went unnoticed, but the story got out with uh, Fish, your beloved Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. And apparently, they paid a $2.4 million settlement to mm -hmm. four cheerleaders now with them good looking cheerleaders it's surprised we don't hear more about this uh with players or executives but this happens to involve an executive uh yeah. a voyeurism claim mm -hmm. um voyeurism, voyeurism. Read this, yeah. mm -hmm. so um let me read this. According to documents obtained by ESPN and people with knowledge of the situation, their cheerleaders accused Rich Darrymple, 
the Cowboys senior vice president. Now get that title, senior vice president of public relations and communication <sighs> of using his security key card to enter uh-huh. the back door of their locked dressing rooms during an event at AT&T Stadium, uh, a.k.a. Jerry's World, uh, on September 2nd, 2015. One of the women alleged she clearly saw Dalrymple standing behind a partial wall with his Mm -hmm. iPhone extended toward them as they were changing their clothes. According to the people with uh, knowledge of the events and letters sent by attorneys for the cheerleaders to the team. I, you know what, dude? I don't know what this guy's salary is, but go to Vegas or something. If you're that hard up, you got to stand behind a wall and record cheerleaders. You're the senior vice president of community. Listen, if I'm the senior vice president of 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 this house, I'd be happy. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Come on, man. This is a really pathetic story, but it just got me thinking. Some of the crazy scandals that have gone on in sports, and I thought we could just do a Gen X reminisce and and ask you guys what are some of your favorite scandals in sports and why? Skinbo, mine has mine's the baseball in the nineties with the uh, uh, human or uh, growth the HT. What is a human growth hormone? Mm-hmm. HGH. <clears throat> uh, after Barnes. the. Uh, after the home run race, after the, okay. yeah, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, that yes. incredible year in mm-hmm. 1998, that was one of my most incredibly fun baseball seasons of all time. A next lot of to people. the Indians going to the World Series back in '95 and '97, but to watch McGuire and Sosa go at it, and at the time the HGH was legal, it was just coming out. Mark McGuire, uh, Sammy Sosa, all of them guys, the pitchers, uh, uh, Roger Clemens, all of them, uh, even Barry Bonds, even though he's still to this day says he didn't do it. They all juiced up, and it was legal. Now, when they said it's done, we're, this is now illegal, Barry Bonds continued to use it, and he, you know what, what happens? He got the home run record for single season. He passed Babe Ruth, which I will never, ever recognize, or Hank Aaron, excuse me, I'll never recognize the home run king as being Barry Bonds. After they say it's no longer valid, you can't do it no more, he continued to juice, he continued to reap its benefits, and he broke records that should have been unattainable. Um, that's my biggest scandal that comes to mind, and it it's infuriating to listen to this man to this day still say he's didn't do it, he didn't do anything wrong, or he didn't know he was juicing and all this horse crap that he continues he'll never be in the hall of fame i mean i no. think he's going to go longer those than- guys will none of them will yeah. no mark mcguire as much as i hate it pains me to say it he is one of my favorite baseball players of all time i watched him play baseball in alaska before he was a known person uh oh. a known baseball player in this you know down here in the continental u.s but he played in alaska before he made it big in the in major leagues uh, so it pains me to see that he will never make it to Cooperstown, but I understand why. Because uh, he was good before he did it, and he was. It's just a shame that it it went down the way it is. But to me, that's one of the biggest scandals that affected me uh, was with baseball, and I hope that I never have to endure that again. Yeah, I, I I'm not a huge baseball guy, but I certainly remember that being one of my most favorite seasons. Uh, it was just something to watch. Everybody mm-hmm. was into it, and, you know, I don't know who made the statement, but they were so correct. They were like, this is everything right about baseball right here. Uh, the the camaraderie, you know, the respect, all that was great, and then it got totally mucked up a year later with all this other stuff. So, yeah, I definitely remember that. Fish? Yeah, by the way, go check out. There's a 30 for 30 documentary in ESPN for with the, that season, the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. All those very, very cool. great. You yeah, know, very entertaining. Real, real quick before you go, I saw a number thirty-four at the Jake at Jacobs Field. I went to that game where Saint Saint Louis played he, in Cleveland. And when he, he hit, hit the, the sign, he hit the sign out there in left mm-hmm. field above home run porch. It was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's okay. Yeah, so it's uh, baseball seems to have the, the scandal there, too, I guess. But a uh, uh, couple come to mind real quick: the Pete Rose gambling. Uh, Mm. And such, you know, 
it, it it's interesting when you you know, so and we all know the story. You know, obviously he was he was caught for game. He was a manager. This is man, player manager of the Reds, and he was caught gambling on the Reds, not against the Reds, gambling for his team to win, which was of course against the rules, and to this day is still banned from baseball. And it's very interesting to see some of the guys who are not banned from baseball for whatever the substance abuse and and this and that and the other, like you said, but. They won't get in the Hall of Fame, but they weren't banned from baseball. And it's still to this day, in my opinion, a shame that you know Pete Rose can't get in there with well, the gambling I think, thing. I think Go Skinner ahead. was nailing it when he talked about uh, bonds. I think their attitude is what really sucked about the whole thing. You know, Pete took yeah, effort for Pete remorse. Rose to just come clean and show some right. sort of remorse. Barry Bonds was still That's a true. jerk about it. I think they would have helped their case if their attitude was a lot better. I agree, certainly. And then more recently, the the Houston Astros being getting getting caught for cheating oh, with oh, the whole yeah, trash the one. whole trash can banging to to steal the signs and and then they won a they won a World Series and which is certainly tarnished in the baseball world and the, the Astros at the moment are still looked down upon by many in the baseball world and many uh, enjoy watching them lose. Myself included for a while. It'll go away over time, but that's 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 certainly a recent uh, scandal that comes to mind. So, Keith, what do you got? Oh man, just a couple um, that I know that impacted me. Um, surprisingly, guys, in the world of figure skating, the whole Nancy mm. Kerrigan, mm-hmm. uh, Tanya Harding thing. Oh yeah, sure. I, I was just so about that. fascinated by that because. I don't know why, and I'm ashamed to admit this, but I gained so much respect for Tanya Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> what? Dude, it, here's, this, here's this white trash, right, who had a talent, but she knew it wasn't good enough, and she just went so total gangster <laughs> in, the, in the nicest sport <laughs> of yeah. all, you know? All the guys are all like, hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> But my sister can beat up every guy in that sport, you know what I'm saying? And the kindest sport there is, she went straight gangster, man. She's like, look, yeah. you need to take this chick's knee out, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my. So I, I, I couldn't help but laughing during that whole thing. It was sad. And then, of course, you can forget the image of Carrie getting, I want to oh say, shut up. <laughs> yeah, you know, there was a great movie on that on that yes, story. Yes, it is. By the way, so it's, yes, yeah, it is. I saw it. That out. Yeah, great yeah. stuff. So that one sticks to my mind, and another one that sticks to my mind. Um, I thought was awful. That was uh, Bounty Gate. Um, and it's oh, so yeah. funny because mm-hmm. I called it before there ever was any in information that came out. I never forget watching that game saying, oh, man, boy. something different is going on here, man. They were hitting Brett Favre like I have never seen a guy get hit in my life. And it seemed egregious. There should have been way more personal foul penalties called than was. And to find out uh, that was going on, I thought that was, to me, that mucked uh, football up worse than anything. Um, yeah. I thought the penalty should have been more severe, but uh, that one really impacted me because by all counts and means, that Minnesota team should have been in the Super Bowl, I thought. Um, and, of course, Brett Favre was Brett Favre and threw an interception. That wasn't even necessary, but that impacted me very, very hard. Uh, that was the Saints, right? Saints, yes, Saints yes, did that, yes. right? Yeah, An yeah, NFC title yeah. game. But uh, mm-hmm. speaking of that, guys, it just remind me, I got to tell you something, which is more in the in the pop culture thing. I don't know if you guys have seen this movie. Uh, it just came out. I think it's on HBO Max, if I'm not mistaken, with Kevin James from King of Queens. Uh, it it's is, actually um, Netflix, dude. I'm, I'm looking at that to say something w- to you about it. What's the oh. name of it? It's called Home Team. Home Team. It's a backstory. I, I, I about decided Sean to Payton. watch it. Yeah, and I thought mm. it would just be a funny Kevin okay. James movie. And it's the no. actual he plays Sean Payton hmm. getting caught up in Bounty Gate, getting suspended mm-hmm. for a year, and he goes home so he can watch his son's little league football team play. And it, it's got uh, the guy who played his cousin from King of Queens in it. It's got uh uh Taylor from uh Twilight Taylor, in it. Taylor, Taylor Lautner. Lautner. Yeah. yeah. So, and it was funny and it was entertaining. So, check that out. Yeah, but, it's uh, called Home Team. Home I'm Team. Just speaking of the, the whole 
uh, scandal. But those are the two that uh, hit me. And of course, I, I laugh heartily at the, the Tiger Woods thing. Not that he, you know, his marriage mm. was messed up, but when you heard the details of that, I just thought it was hysterical about, you know, uh, the, some of his uh, mistresses and, and one who blew the whistle on he got mad because she asked him for some money to pay the rent and for the first time the blackening came out he's like baby I ain't got it <laughs> the ex-wife took a nine iron to his he's, ass That's yeah the funny he's like part. you should have caught me yesterday baby I just <laughs> just just spent on some bills man if you'd asked me yesterday <laughs> dude's worth about five billion <laughs> I was like, finally, the black in him came out. <laughs> Saving it. Yeah. So anyway, so that's what I got. Uh, just a quick rundown, guys, of uh, this day of music history. Music. Uh, I, I was going to skip it, but I thought it was some interesting stuff. Um, U2, this day, uh, 1983, released their third album, War, which uh, produced some of their... Uh, Biggest music today. My favorite YouTube song, Sunday Bloody Sunday. Uh, when I saw that, I thought they were one of the most unique bands. Who knew they would become one of the biggest bands in the world? All those guys are worth uh, close to a billion dollars, which is amazing. Thoughts on YouTube, guys? Fisher? Uh, just all-time great band. Yeah. Skinner? I mean, there's much more to say. Yeah, yeah see, I have a different opinion. I'm not a YouTube fan. I like the okay. song that you, rent, you mentioned. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I I thought they were, I don't, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm not a big fan. Okay. Uh, one of the great days in music, 1984, Michael Jackson won eight Grammys uh, for Thriller. We'd never seen anything like it. I mean, his name was just getting called every music show, every category. Incredible every, year for him. Oh my God. It was just utterly incredible, guys. Um, You don't see things like that anymore. Um, Not too much. Also, uh, 1986. Now, this is interesting. I'm going to tie two stories together real quick. 1986, George Michael announced that Wham! would officially split up. If you guys saying you didn't listen to Wham! in 86, I'm going to call you a liar. Because <laughs> we all yeah, did. I hate to admit it. <laughs> and also, uh, Boy George, uh, on this Club. day in 2008, pled not guilty to falsely imprisoning a male escort. So I thought about the whole culture club wham thing. They were out at the same time and it just hit me. You know, we thought that we were living in the, the, the gay movement. Now it started back in the, in the mid eighties. We just didn't know it. I mean, who knew when George Michaels was singing all those songs, he was singing to a guy. Any thoughts about Culture Club or, or, or Wham, Skinner? Wham, I listened to Culture Club. I couldn't stand. Boy George, his vibrant um, over the I top. I loved him. I loved him. I'm, I'm not surprised you did. Not a, not a fan of Culture Club. But yeah, Wham, they had some good music. It was typical 80s. Uh, George Michael went on to be a bigger star as a as a solo artist. but um, Right. Yeah, come or go. I won't turn Fish. the music off, but. You know, both those guys right there, two of the most iconic male voices of the 80s. I would have down. to agree. If you go back and just listen, it, 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 I I remember seeing Culture Club on, on MTV at first, and it, it blew my mind at the time. And someone said, no, that's a guy. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, it right. Was, it, just, it wasn't registering yet. Yeah. Mommy, and, I'm confused. And I, <laughs> yeah. And when I understood it, I'm like, I really, I don't, I guess I don't care. Right. At the time, I, 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 I guess he has I, I one just of the did most not unique care. Voices in pop history. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. love them. Uh, Karma Chameleon was my favorite uh, Culture Club song. But if you really want to understand Culture Club, listen to the song Victims. Unbelievable, man. Yeah. And also, guys, this day in 1997, Death Row Records boss Marion Suge Knight was sentenced to nine years in prison for violating his probation for a 1995 assault conviction. Listen. Has there ever been a more scary figure in the music world than should? <laughs> I mean, if the stories half of them are true about this guy, I I've never seen anything more intimidating in my life. And then if you want to see something scary, go on YouTube and go on. Oh, God, is it Jimmy Fallon? I can't remember which one, but he basically admits being behind killing. Um, 
uh, I can't think of his name from from N, from NWA. Uh, you know, he died of AIDS. Easy E. Easy E. And yeah. he talked about going up to the guy and they popped him with a needle that had bl- bl- tainted blood in it. It's like, wow, are you serious? Did this dude just say this on TV? Scary dude, fish. I don't know that much about it. I can't add more to that. Okay. Skinner, you know anything about Suge? No, he was a scary dude to look at, and all the stories, like you said, half, if half of them are true, my God. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a story holding Vanilla Ice, which was true. Vanilla Ice admitted it, held him over a balcony by his ankles. Wow. You know, threatened him. Yeah. Um, just real scary. Uh, this year, just a few years ago in 2016, Adele was number one on the UK and the US charts. That's hard to do with her studio album, 25. Uh, she's probably the last artist that has blown my mind that uh, came onto the scene. I'm still a huge fan. The new album, not crazy about, but uh, man, she was just something special. Any guys, Adele fans, Fish? I uh, I don't know if I'm a fan per se, but uh, yeah, again, super talented in our in our definitely one of the the best voices in music today, in my opinion. Yeah, Skinner. Very recognizable voice. There's a lot of girls out there that try to emulate her. Um, yeah. I Ex-wife listened to her a lot, so I got to know the music because of that. But that, that's another one that I don't seek it out, but I don't turn the radio off when she comes on. Right. I, I love her. The, the Some of her albums, are uh, the last two before the new one, are just outstanding. My only problem with Adele is she doesn't cut loose. Like Her music is like... Like almost fast food, you know what you're going to get. You know what I'm saying? Cut and dry, yeah, yeah. And, and her type of music, you want to hear like a Whitney. You know, go take it up a, a, a octave and get a little crazy at the end. She doesn't do that, but it's just great right. songs, great songs. Okay. Also, happy birthday, uh, somebody you guys might not believe I like, but in 1997, a young man by the name of Jason Aldean was born. Slowly becoming one of my favorite country artists. Man, I love some of his songs. Uh, particularly the song "You Get What You Got." You guys like Jason Aldean? Absolutely. Got familiar. Okay, awesome. But that's uh, it for me for music. Um, and we're gonna let Fish or take it away. Go ahead, Fish. Pop culture. All right. Well, uh, beyond uh, so to our German listeners out there, uh, we have you know, very exciting news. So they have you know, a few things that the, our German fans are interested in. We know this. It's, of course, David Hasselhoff, still number one. <laughs> we're maybe, th- I think we're, th- I think we're third, perhaps. But I think second, though, is the Scorpion. So the Scorpion's iconic. It's, if, if, you're, if you are a generation, certainly, and you're in Germany, I would venture to guess you're probably a Scorpion's fan. The Scorpion's had a new album release uh, this week, uh, Rock Believer. I was listening to it uh, this evening, actually, and it is a solid Scorpions album. You know, you, you know what you're going to get with the Scorpions. They still sound terrific. Klaus still sings awesome. Matthias jamming on the guitar. Rudy's still with the band. So, if you're a remote Scorpions fan, I don't think again I didn't hear the whole album yet, but uh, I would venture to guess the rest of it that I didn't get to yet. You're not going to be disappointed in. Rock Believer, I found it out there streaming in Apple Music. There's a deluxe version with some added tracks and all that type of stuff. So check them out. It's great to see the Scorpions still rocking, still doing it. I think they have a residency in LA. And there it is right there. Keith is holding it up on the video. That's Just the, put that's the, the album. version on Apple Music. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So go, go check out the Scorpions. I know we're all Scorpions fans. It, yes. It, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Quick, quick, quick memory of my uh, one of the uh, concert I went to. Buddy of mine calls me. He says, my company's giving us the luge, and we got to live. Oh, boy. All you got to do mm. is, is, is bring beer. So I had about four hundred dollars. I was like, "Dude, everything's on me. Don't you worry about it." We loaded up this limo with freaking beer. We're on our way to the concert, but no, we got to stop at Mister Hero. We're hungry. Walk into Mister Hero. I'm standing there with my wallet. Some guy holding a little girl. She kicks over a soft drink over the counter. I immediately go to help and put my wallet down. And oh no, left it on the counter. Yeah, get out to the car. Go, oh crap, go back in. Son of a gun stole my wallet that fast. Hmm. 
Couldn't even get into the concert, dude. Just ruined the whole day for me. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I saw them with their farewell tour a few years ago up in Cleveland. There, And it was one of the, still to this day, one of the best shows I ever saw. It was like maybe four or five years ago. One of the All best right. shows I ever saw. The, yep. The, Love them since day one, and you got to check out my band, Rock Generation, during uh, Rocky Like a Hurricane. Singer sounds just like him. Skinner, I tell you. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he did. He did a hell of a job. All right. So uh, in the world of uh, pop culture, we did have a, a pa- unfortunate passing here. Actor Sally Kellerman passed away recently. Oh. So. Uh, we you would if you may not know the name, but you would recognize her if you saw her, and certainly if you heard her sultry voice. But uh, uh, she was Rodney Dangerfield's love interest in the yes. movie Back to School. <laughs> yes. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she was in quite a, quite a lot of things actually here, but uh, one of the things she was known for she was also in that Boris and Natasha movie uh, with Dave Thomas. She played Natasha, that live action Bullwinkle Dave and Natasha movie, and a few other things that were mm-hmm. yeah. But she was definitely known uh, well known for the movie Mash. So the movie that spawned the TV series. She played Hot Lips Houlihan in the original movie yes. before um, Loretta Swit. <laughs> Before Loretta Swit, actually, so she was the original Hot Lips Houlihan. So Sally Killerman was eighty-four years of age. So I said I kind of knew her. I definitely knew who she was. I knew some of her work. So I don't know. Any thoughts on Ms. Kellerman, guys? Before we go on to the next story, uh, I I know her. Keith. I know her very well. Uh, none of her movies were like standout big deals to me or anything, but mm-hmm. I everything I've seen her in, the two things that stood out was one, the voice, and two, she was a very animated, intricate actress, and, and I like yes. that about her. And the only movie that stands out to me is Back to School. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that, I love that movie. Uh, you know, she was great in it. And that, that it was, she was Seller Kellerman. If you want to watch her in the yeah. the classroom scenes. You get the gist of who Sally Kellerman was throughout all her movies. Yeah, very good. Especially when Skinner. she reads the poetry. Sorry, sorry, Keith. Sorry. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah good, I didn't know good much movie, about fun her. movie. I didn't know much about her, but I remember her in Back to School. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trying to catch up here a little bit, but I'm having issues getting it. <coughs> Excuse me, but she sure does look a lot like uh, Loretta Sweat. Um, yeah. Uh, that, so they casted both of those two. They were a nice well. transition, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, and this and looking at uh, this week in pop culture history. So again, tonight is uh, February the twenty eighth. This day back in nineteen eighty three, it uh, uh, was the <laughs> final episode of the tv series mash after 11 seasons it was a special two and a half hour think about this now the two a two and a half hour television episode and at the time it was watched by 77 percent of the television viewing audience now obviously it's a different world back then mm-hmm. network stations this is cable did exist but it was still not a lot of you know. I don't. I don't know if it was virtually any. If, if it was very little original programming at the time, that I can remember anyway. But certainly that series was definitely in our generation one of the most iconic television series that we're ever going to see in our lifetimes. I remember at the time, you know, certainly huddling around with my parents and watching that show for years, uh, growing up, and just you know, uh, so. I thought it was very powerful. I definitely, even as a kid, hit me emotionally. A lot of the scenes, even back then, when uh, you know BJ and Hawkeye, you know when Hawkeye flies away and BJ had the goodbye. Maybe yeah. we'll maybe we'll see each other. Maybe we'll do this. And, he, yeah. and he, they, they knew we're not going to see each other ever again, probably. And just so many things with that series was so. It was a, definitely a super unique and very realistic war. Uh, uh, series at the time. So obviously, in our generation, we all watched it. We all watched it with our parents probably, and I don't know. So, Keith, is any thoughts on MASH in general? What did it mean to you? I'm really, really sorry to say that um, 
I wasn't a fan of the show and it was on. Okay. I didn't All watch right. it, but there was times it was on and I must say I was never not entertained. Yeah. Um, but I don't know why, but I watched that last episode. And in my opinion, it's one of the top five finales that I've ever seen. It yes. was so powerful. Uh, it made me regret not watching the show. Um, you talked about the scene of, you know, when he put away in the helicopter. I was one of the ending yeah. scenes. Um, but you didn't mention what led up to that. Uh, BJ could never say goodbye throughout the yes, whole show. Right. You're right. And he said it with the rocks at the end. And it, it impacted, uh, it showed the impact of something we never see about the, the war uh, thing. You know, we, we see what's going on while they're there, but we never see what happens when it's over. These people who have entrusted each other with their lives and to say goodbye now, you got to go back to your own world. You know, we yes. saw what it was doing to these people, and I thought that was awesome. Uh, but the scene that impacted me the most, um, of course, uh, Alan Alda's character was seeing, um, was getting therapy. And he hmm. basically kept telling this story when they were in a bus and the enemy was coming and they had to be quiet. And the story That's kept right. getting revealed a little bit more as he told it throughout the show. And at first it came out that this woman had a chicken and the chicken wouldn't be quiet. And she ended up killing the chicken. And of course, we find out at the end it was her own baby she That's had right. to kill. Man, you talk about powerful. And uh, it was something else. And then one thing I will say about Mass Show is so many great opening theme songs out there. It's hard to pick a favorite, but there is nothing greater than the opening theme song to Mash. Yeah, you yeah. know it as soon as second you hear it. Absolutely, Skinner. Thoughts on yeah. Mash? <clears throat> yeah, Keith really said a lot. Said a, mo <laughs> a lot of sentiments is absolutely the same. You know, the one thing we were talking about, uh, Boy George, and talking about. Um, um, George Michael. George Michael. Jamie Farr played Maxwell Klinger. Yep. And okay. That man dressed up as a woman in that show. Good connection. Okay. <laughs> you know, and just to think back that you're like, okay, who's this nut job as a kid? You know, I didn't recognize what the statement was or what they were trying to say. <clears throat> but as an adult, you're like, man, this was really in the 70s. This You would see this today and he would be ridiculed. The writers would be ridiculed to try to pull this off. But, uh, yeah, it was a show that I watched with my parents. I watched reruns as a ad younger adult, and I'm ready. After you talking about this today, I'm ready to go back and watch it again. Yeah. It is such an incredible show. Being a military veteran, I have a, you know, it's got a very strong connection to me, uh, in addition to just being an incredible show, telling an incredible story. <clears throat> the character. You know what I like, Skinner? It didn't show. It wasn't about the tough guys fighting. It was about the, no. the doctors saving lives. You know, that was right. amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That's right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So many, uh, you know, you go on and on and on about the powerful moments of that show. It was one of the first shows I can remember on television where, you know, people died right there. I mean, they, yeah. they died. They, they didn't hide that stuff. I remember the first, uh, the first Colonel before Colonel Potter came in when the, when the actor, uh, like he escapes me at the moment, but he, he was leaving the show. Oh and yeah, Blake. Colonel Blake, Colonel yeah, Blake, yeah. And yeah. he and his his helicopter went out and got shot down. Lover. Yeah, got shot down. You know, right there, and it's just like wow. And it's just like you know, he was such a beloved character on the show and funny and this and that, and he killed him. Powerful. And it's like wow. It's it's, it's and another episode where they had a time, they had a clock timer. Remember, it was at the bottom of the right of the screen. Yeah. It was like they had, they had an hour for something. That, some bombs or something was going on and yeah. they, they, they had a timer running and there were, there were a lot, there was a lot of episodes where they weren't trying to be funny at all. No, this was like, this, this is, this is a serious episode. Mm -hmm. And it was just like uh, the emotions up and down throughout that entire series was well acted as well acted and well written as anything that we yes, have seen was. and probably ever going to see ever again. Probably. And, and fish, the thing that we saw that we didn't think about before was these guys trying to operate a human being opened up before yeah. them with bombs dropping over their head, the lights That's going right. out. It was unbelievable, yeah. man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very powerful. Okay. Uh, another big moment this day in 1996. And I recall being Super excited! The uh, on the Grammys that year, Tupac Shakur 
still with us. He introduced the reunion of KISS. Yes. The original four members came out for the first time in full costume and makeup in 20-some years at that time. Now, we know kind of leading up to that, KISS had been doing... Yeah, they had uh, they were doing these Kiss conventions, and then the Ace Freely and Peter Chris started to get involved in some of those, and they did the Kiss Unplugged, which is still to this day terrific. Ep- if you're a Kiss fan at all, the Kiss Unplugged album and that video, yes. go check that out. That is the these guys. It's super good hearing Kiss songs and terrific acoustics and everything. Uh, but then the original four Kiss members came out, and it was like meet was reverting to third fourth grade little brian like oh my god it was something we never <laughs> thought we would see you know never thought we would see ever again and of course that led up to the reunion tour which was just awesome the first reunion tour was just one of the best concerts i was there that i've ever seen i was there up in clay yeah just super super good super emotional but a lot of fun so obviously you went so guys we had the so the kiss build up and then do you remember those moments with obviously was it exciting to you obviously it fizzled out over time it did but so at that moment it was huge 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 i i you know what i remember that moment well and of course the dichotomy of the whole thing was tupac this rapper introducing yeah. kiss so that caught everybody off guard you know what i'm saying and i remember how he did he was like let me introduce my homeboys you know i was like yeah you, you haven't heard i thought kiss i seen everything now boys before yeah. you know yeah so anyway uh i thought that was great uh man i was at that first reunion tour paul stanley flew across the audience on a grapple oh, i touched i touched his boot i had great seats nice. on the floor um and of course, they they were doing that whole convention thing leading up to that. And I don't know yep. if you guys know this, but I worked the Kiss convention. Oh, I remember that you yeah. said that a long time. Uh, yeah, 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 Shelly yeah. Shelly yeah. was managing Kiss at the time. Shelly was the manager mm. of Warrant, and of course, Warrant being from this area was some, was Janie Lane, who was in my apartment hanging out with me one night with some friends. Uh, had said, "Hey, the the uh, the guys that worked the trucks and the whatever they were on strike and." She asked uh, one of my friends, can you get six big friends that want to work the convention? And we're like, heck, yeah. We got there like five in the morning. It was the most unbelievable work. Trucks that was big as a house. We were unloading cases like this wide, um, bringing them in rooms. You know, uh, they had Peter Chris's drum set from 76 and all the outfits on dolls. We weren't allowed to touch any of that stuff, but we set up everything else. Um, I got to have lunch with Kiss. You know, they came down. uh, The bass of the drummer, uh, Eric and uh, Bruce Kulik came through the elevator. We had to go in the kitchen and make the cooks go to one side so Paul and Gene could come through the kitchen because <laughs> case there was an, uh, they were going to be assassinated. I'm like, really, guys? Uh, but it was an awesome experience. <laughs> but you mentioned the acoustic thing. During that, the show part of the thing, everybody went to the, the auditorium. Uh, there was security down front. Kiss came in, put stools on the on the stage. Told the security guys, just just leave. Nobody's here going to do anything. Took the ropes down and told everybody, come to the edge of the stage and sit down. And, they, and, and, and we were all on stage. We had to put picks back on their mics and whatever. And they said, what do you want to hear? And just pointed to somebody in the audience. There were people naming songs I'd never heard of in my life. They would look at each other for like three seconds and then start playing it. I mean, flawlessly. It was just amazing to watch, dude. They might have mm. did 10 songs I never even heard of before, and they didn't miss a beat. Skinner, what do you think of the whole Kiss reunion at the time? Oh, that was a big, huge thing. <clears throat> I remember that. <clears throat> I grew up uh, as a Kiss fan. My friend Brandon Brooks, who graduated in 1990 from Kenmore with us, if you remember Brandon from the band, played trumpet. Yep. Um, yes. He actually introduced me to Kiss when we were in, in junior high school. And uh, I'm like, okay, this is a pretty cool band. And then they came out and uh, got to know him when they were without makeup. And I'm like, yeah, I listened to the old stuff. And then I look, listen to the new stuff. And I'm like, so it was a big, huge production when they come up in the Grammys. And then <laughs> all the tours that they were doing. And then we, me and Fisher and Cooper and Cunningham, and we went to the first farewell tour oh, back yeah. in 2001. I didn't go with you guys. I wasn't with you guys on that. No. 
Okay. I don't think no, you were. Think so. if I, not that I remember. I don't know who I went with. I can't. Because I remember Ted Nugent and Skid Row opened up. Yeah. We didn't even go because Skid Row because Sebastian Bach. I, would, I had no desire. Yeah, Skid Row is not Skid Row without Sebastian Bach, in my opinion. But yeah, it was that year, and that was an incredible show. We sat it there on the middle stage. We were right next to the middle stage out on the floor, and then yeah, there was three right. seats up front that were like second row. Uh, from the main stage, so yeah, it seventh was, uh, row back on the floor, baby. Yeah, yeah. So good times, uh, great memories. Still one of the best bands of all time. Uh, their music will never get old. Not at least not with me. Yeah, I, I, I so I saw. I, I think I thought you said that. It's good. I remember now because you, you we had got tickets for one of the shows. You couldn't make it, and something happened to where. So I wound up going to two 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 shows in a row. It was like the mm-hmm. Friday and the Saturday, something like that. Yeah, it was a two night. Yeah, it was a two night event. No, actually, Cunningham. I, I take that back. You couldn't go, so Cunningham went one night. That we went the second night with him. Anyway, he went to two nights in a row. I, anyway, right. I digress. That's how I met one of my oldest friends. Cunningham was our mutual fandom of Kiss, and yeah, we would talk about Kiss and all the all these things, and then we saw that concert together, and when that. When, those, when they came out for the first time on that jumbotron, and they were there, and it was like, you know, they were bigger Gene, than life, weren't they? It, it sure were, bigger and it life. was like I had so many emotions happen at that moment to where I was a kid again. Yeah, never thought I would see it. I'm there with a, a friend, a great friend of mine who's considered a brother, mm-hmm. and the reason we became friends is because this these guys up on this stage, I had so many emotions. I was literally just smiling and just tears streaming from my eyes like a like a, like a you know whatever yeah. it, was, it was just a huge emotional thing and i remember turning to the stands and then uh a, a guy a, a old friend of mine from grade school and we were super kiss fans we watched kiss beats the fan with a park together as little kids at a sleepover super excited to see that type of stuff i happened to glance over and he was right there as well so he was there and cunning as That's all great. everything hit me it's so much and then it's a shame they kind of fizzled out right. again and everything. But that I, moment, Kiss was hungry again. Yeah, to make to make a name for themselves again and get back out there. They knew they it was strong, a unique too, opportunity. Oh my gosh! And you know, I have a similar yeah. story too. I met one of the the most important people in my musical life, uh, an Akron musician uh, by the name of John Stafford, one of the most talented people I've ever met. We, like you, he's like a brother to me, and he got yeah. me started in bands. Uh, he was my first guitar player we started together just me and him and built a band and he was a huge part of my career growing up but uh i met him in art class um you guys know what i got exited from our high school to another for reasons we won't talk about <laughs> and i didn't know anybody and here i am in uh, art class <laughs> but uh always something with the butt with me but anyway <laughs> right <laughs> uh i, I walked uh. by this guy in uh john stafford and he's drawing a picture of paul stanley and I went, man, nice Paul Stanley. And I kept walking. He's staring at me. He gets a walk over. He goes, no offense, but what's a black guy know about Paul Stanley? <laughs> you know, we start talking. There you go. And the rest is history. So, yep. That's cool how mutual uh, bands and different things yes. like they can bring people together. So, if, if, if one thing Kiss did in my lifetime, for sure, is it definitely it created new friendships and solidified friendships because of their If it wasn't for Paul music. Stanley, I wouldn't have met John Stafford. There would have been no Beyond Devon. There would have been no Shadow Play. Yeah. And so on and so on. There you go. Right. Probably many, many people say the same thing. All right. So very good. Uh, more of a minor story. Tomorrow is the March the 1st. In 1983, Swatch watches were introduced. And in our life, certainly back in the in the mid-80s, Swatch watches were the, the, the thing for 10, 15 minutes. I don't know how long it lasted, but it was the... The different neon color mm-hmm. combination. These co- this company was a genius at the time, and people would collect the watches and everything else. I never owned a Swatch watch. I definitely knew what they were. I knew what you could recognize them and so forth. I was never maybe cool enough to get one or not. I didn't think they were quite my style, but never had one. Keith, you ever have a Swatch watch? I, as you guys know, I'm a watch collector. I have over yes, 30. Indeed. This is my newest one I got three days ago. <laughs> it's gold Very inlaid. Good. It's pretty awesome. But I never owned a Swatch. Mm, there Skinner. you go. Mm. So, Skinner, you ever have a Swatch watch? Oh, yeah. yeah. While we're thinking of watches, I'm going to tell you on the air that Mama Didi has a 
Bolova, that was her late husband's, that she wishes to give to you to add to your collection. Mm, While I'm wow. thinking about it. So, yeah, yeah. Mama, wait, next wait, time wait, wait, for dinner. What did you just say? A Bolova watch that's from her late husband. She wants to give it to you for your collection. Mm. Are you serious? I am dead serious, my man. Wow, dude, don't make me cry on air. That's not cool. <laughs> but my sister, wow. oh my, yeah. a, my sister had a swatch. It was not me. It was not my thing. You know, in the eighties, I'm uh, I'm listening to hair bands and glam metal and heavy metal, classic rock. Well, we call it classic rock now. So swatch didn't fit my persona. So I never had one. But my sister did. She had all the damn bands and all the stuff that. Every day of the week, depending on what her outfit was, she had a different color for that for that uh, watch. So yeah, I was pretty familiar with it, but it certainly was not me. I don't think it's cool. You go talking about swatches after you're telling me that. I'm sitting here all emotional, <laughs> like. <laughs> I don't think that's cool at all, man. I'm like, where's my freaking Kleenex, man? Well, wow. I had to throw you uh, curveballs, man. Yeah, tell her I would be uh-huh. more than honored. That watch will mean so much to me. Wow. Okay. Bus Bomb of Farson. It's nice. Well, and see, on March the 2nd, uh, a very iconic character was introduced. Now, the the character was introduced well before our time, but we definitely grew up with this uh, iconic cartoon character. This character was the oldest Warner Brothers cartoon character, period. How about that? Wow. Oldest character. And then the very first Looney Tunes character, way back March 2nd in 1935. Wow. His first, his first cartoon, uh, Porky Pig, was introduced to the world <laughs> back in 1935. And certainly in the Looney Tunes world, one of our most, I, well, mine anyway, definitely one of my most favorite characters, certainly for many, many years. When it would have you know the ending credits of a Looney Tunes cartoon, it was yeah, not a Looney out. Tunes cartoon unless you heard Porky Pig say "that's all, folks," with his mm-hmm. stutter. Uh, and you know that's got a lot of some flack over some of the years, or people comment on the stutter and this and that. But Stop. he was never, you know, obviously he was never making fun of a stutter and this Ow. and that. But anyways, a funny character. Uh, I love Porky Pig. Always love Porky Pig. So. And certainly he, you know, helped uh, uh, launch the Looney Tunes universe. Uh, He's had many different, heck, he's even had more recent uh, uh, cartoons with uh, Daffy Duck in Mm -hmm. the Buck Rogers, Duck Dodgers, excuse me, series and stuff like that. So, I don't know. Porky Pig, always loved him. I thought the setter was always cute and funny. So... The look of him was perfect. Now, back way back when you see, you'll, you'll go back and look, but he was a you know, big more of a roly poly pig, and they evolved his look over the years and so forth. But there you go. So, without Porky Pig making a hit, we may not have the Looney Tunes universe and all the beloved characters in our uh, lifetimes growing up and watching the uh, the Looney Tunes. So, Keith, any thoughts on uh, Porky Pig fan? What do you think about him? How yeah. could you not love him? Uh, me personally, I love Porky Pig. I love Porky from the Little Rascals. I love the movie Porkies, Pork Rind, Pork Chops. <laughs> but yeah, Porky Pig was was awesome. And to be more specific, gosh, you want to talk about a genius in their craft? Let me say his name right. Uh, Blanc was it Blanc? Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc. Yes. Yes. Man. Indeed didn't get enough credit in my opinion but that was one of the greatest voice voices uh animated voices ever um yes he was we, you know we haven't seen anything this great since you know I, I give the people who do the simpsons much credit they're they're pretty amazing uh and of course some of the family guy uh voices but th- that was pure genius yeah uh, absolutely skinner Oh, yeah. yeah. He's one of those iconic characters that we grew up with. It was way before our time, and it will probably be still after our time. Yeah, pretty uh, amazing. I really, yeah. I really thought you were going to weigh in on the pork chop, Skinner. I- <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I bit my tongue on that one. But you talk about the uh, you know the stuttering there at the end, coming from a family that uh, of stutterers. Uh, my uncle's uh, he has takes five minutes to say a two uh, a two sentence uh, statement. So, um, and then of course those that know my son, he's battled uh, stutter 
stuttering problems and speech problems in his entire life. But um, yes, Michael Jr. He absolutely does. And <laughs> News you wouldn't to me. know it. He's no. learned how to. Con he's. Uh, I had him through therapy I when he was young. Find him to be a very articulate young man. Yes, yes, he absolutely funny is. looking, but certainly articulate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we had me and his mother put him through a lot of speech therapies and things okay. of that nature uh, as a kid. I know it's there, but you don't even recognize it anymore. Okay. You know, he gets excited or you know gets nervous or something. It'll it'll show it'll surface every once in a while. But he does such a great job of. It'd be interesting to, it. to see what he feels about a character like Porky Pig. I, I don't understand what the big deal you is. You know, that's a great question. I was just thinking that too. I'm trying to think back as. Of all the cartoon characters, at least I mean, for many many years, there weren't many that had some type of a some type of impediment, right? And Porky Pig, and again, they weren't they never intended to make fun of stutter. Oh, right. I don't Not believe ever. It was just it was kind of funny and stuff like that, but it was just he had to fight through that. So that mm -hmm. you know that's actually a very good question to ask someone that has that. Uh, uh, it's not, it's not, of course, um, it's, just, it's, a th it's just a thing. It's, not, it's not a disability, obviously, but it's a, it's a little no, bit of an impediment. It's a and how, how he a, feels about that, yeah. Por Porky was my favorite but... stutterer. You know who my second one, say, favorite one was? The boxer on, on the movie Harlem Nights. <laughs> Jack Jenkins. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's funny. <laughs> oh, you, you, that's funny. You, you about to be a rich ninja. <laughs> There's a uh, country singer that was um, uh, old old-timer country singer oh yeah no, yeah 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 was it mel tellis oh yeah mel uh, tellis. i, I, yeah, I think that was part of his stuttering. stick though was that yeah. real or was that part of his act no he actually was a stutterer oh was he okay in his music when he talked yeah when he talks but when he's yeah. singing absolutely maybe perfect. famous so anyways that's all, all right have. yeah porky pigs what an incredible character okay very good uh a lot of other stuff happened, but uh, you know, one thing I noticed here is it's uh, March the first, back in nineteen ninety eight, the first film to gross over one billion worldwide. Titanic. So Titanic became the first film tomorrow in nineteen ninety eight to gross over one billion dollars. Still one of the highest. Uh, 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 money making movies of all time in our generation and you you, you saw it in the theater it was an event you know for one reason or another you probably saw it in the theater for what you know for one reason or another i know i did uh -huh. i went to see it more for the i had a date and all that stuff right. and i you know so they definitely the love story and all that but i definitely wanted to see i'm like I'm like, when do we get into the uh, the shipwreck here? I know it's going to happen here at some point. Can we so kill some people? Was, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That was definitely a, that. The, the effects were were definitely incredible at the time. But anyway, so, so it's, it's certainly in our, one of the most iconic movies of our generation. Certainly yeah. was Titanic. So go let's ahead. Say, let's uh, let's uh, wrap it up for our hour for the podcast for the show uh, for our Monday nights at uh, WMVU. And we'll continue this on uh, this question or talk about the Titanic on a let's do a yes, mini episode. Yeah, we got to do Titanic right after this. Maker. So yeah, let's yes, do that here in just a minute. So I uh, hate to abruptly cut the show short, but uh, you know, congratulations, fellas, on one year of dealing with me and dealing with Porter and all his wonderful stories. Uh, Fisher, <laughs> hey, it's been a blast. Uh, cheers to many more episodes and. Um, so for Michael, uh, for Brian Fisher and Keith Porter, I'm Michael Skinner. We appreciate you all, and we will see you next week. Happy anniversary, Thanks. my brothers. <laughs>